0: Coming up on NRL Teams. Will he or won't he? After not training with his teammates yesterday, could Sonny Bill Williams' return be put back a week or will he be unleashed against the Raiders? Life without Latrell, How will the Bunnies bounce back from losing their star fullback? Can Parramatta fix their problems without Dylan Brown as some critics rule the Eels out of the Premiership race? And should Benji Marshall play on next year as the Tigers look to move on without their favourite son? Hello and welcome to NRL Teams brought to you by Telfast. Yes, uh, in a couple of minutes we will know whether Sonny Bill Williams will make his return after six years out of the NRL. The big news here, Robbie Farah is with me. Brett Kamali is joining us live from the Shire in Kamali Corner. Uh, and Noddy, uh, there is some big news around the game as we set to welcome back one big name. Uh, we might see the end of another. There's talk that Benji Marshall won't be in Tiger Town next year. I, I guess the question is that at this stage, if he does want to play on, he doesn't want to Retire. Um, yeah. What motivation does Benji have to play on if it's not the fairy tale send off with the Tigers?
1: Yeah, you're right, Zach. It seems like Michael Maguire is going to make some mass changes there at the West Tigers and start with a clean sweep. And um, obviously, Chris Lawrence announced that retirement a few weeks ago and the rumours that Benji won't be a part of 2021. Um, what makes him go on, I suppose, is the legacy. Um, you know, he's been a World Cup winner, he's won a premiership for the Tigers, he's had a wonderful career. <laughs> Um, You certainly are a long, long time retired. So if Benji Marshall has the motivation to do another off-season, and and that means going to a new club, there's a few clubs I can think of that are looking for probably some experienced halves. There could be an opportunity for him to go back home to New Zealand and and to finish his career at the Warriors uh, as as a leader. So he's certainly got maturity. He can run a game. He's attacking. He's very, very good. Um, maybe the defence deficiencies uh, that Michael Maguire has seen this year is the reason why he's not a part of 2021.
0: Robert, you've played so much of your footy at NRL level uh, alongside Benji. He's a great mate of yours. What could he offer one of those clubs that that is in need of a senior playmaker next season?
2: He obviously brings a large amount of experience and you've got some young halves at a club. You know, there's no better mentor than having Benji at your club, but I guess I'm a bit selfish. I'd like to see him finish his career at the Tigers. It, it wouldn't be right for me. You know, seeing him in different colours again. It's happened once before for myself and for him and we both got the opportunity to come back to the club and, look, I think I'm a bit selfish here. Talk about legacy. I think Benji's legacy, he's always known as a Tiger's great. He always will be and, you know, the greatest player to play for our club. So, you know, for me it would just be wrong for him to play at another club but there's no doubt that uh, if he does have the desire to play on next year that there'll be a few clubs there knocking on his door.
0: One thing's for sure, he will not be lost to the game. Benji is still one of the sharpest minds in the game. As for Robbie and Noddy, well, let's look back at their predictions from last week. Yeah.
2: We've got three sets of brothers playing this weekend. I think they're all going to score tries. The Morris boys, the Jennings brothers and the Syronin brothers.
1: The two wingers come back this week. They have missed a number of footballs in their try-scoring freaks. So I've got Brian 2-0 and Val Holmes scoring doubles.
0: Ta-oh! Inside to now Holmes is into it. Got the ball. The felt. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the Morris boys got a try. It. That's it. That was a tough one. That was a triple barrel. So yeah. uh, no surprises there. Uh, Noddy, your 3-2-1 from last week in our MVP votes.
1: Yeah, I thought Roger uh With the Warriors playing great, Roger uh leading the way. So he gets by one point. Jack Whiten, one of the Raiders stars, was either Jack Whiten or Josh Papali was going to get the two points and went to Whiten. And three was James Tedesco. Uh, Only one try in the big victory last week. Um, multiple try assists and ran for 217 metres. So, uh, good signs for the Roosters is that they're getting their stars back and uh, their stars are certainly um, fresh and playing extremely well.
0: Hard to believe that it had been 10 weeks since Teddy scored a a try, but he's still in great form for the
2: Roosters. Your Mm. top three players of the week. Yeah, my one point was Adam Reynolds. I thought he really controlled that game against the Eels. My two points, Jack Wyden, who... Yeah, I think he got a few points from me last week as well. I think he's been in great form. and. Uh, My three was uh, RTS. Uh, He's just been leading from the front for the Warriors. Uh, Difficult circumstances for the club, but as a a skipper, I think he's led from the front and he was outstanding again on the weekend.
0: And what a way to uh, thank the Tamworth uh, people. Of course, the Warriors went back there after quarantining when they arrived in Australia after the COVID break uh, earlier this year. Uh, Of course, Nathan Cleary, still the leader in our MVP uh, leaderboard. All right, the teams are officially in for Round 17. We normally go through the games chronologically... But we're going to start with a blockbuster on Saturday night between the Raiders and the Roosters. The reason why, well, we have to wait and see whether a certain rooster is named. All right, let's look at uh, the home side. Curtis Scott has been named after being cleared of a leg fracture, but he will be monitored in the lead-up to Saturday night. Ricky Stewart has shuffled his forward pack with Josh Papali and Siliva Havili, starting in place of Tom Starling and Danama Sluwi after missing the win over his former club. Corey Harawirunaira returns to the bench. All right, is he or isn't he named... Sonny Bill-Williams has been named to return 2,172 days after his last match in the NRL. He's been named on the Roosters bench in Jersey 17. Josh Morris will become the 41st player to reach the milestone of 300 NRL games. Robbie and Noddy, you are two of the others. Uh, Luke Currie is a huge in at 5'8 after missing two games with a rib injury. Jake Friend needs to pass his HI protocols this week to be cleared to play on Saturday night. Fellow co-captain Boyd Cordner returns to the starting side so Nat Butcher drops to the bench while Poise, Farmasili and Drew Hutchinson are set to miss out. Angus Crichton and Mitch Alberson are pushing to return from injury. Uh, Mitch Alberson, that's a huge shock if he does play. Uh, The excitement around the game has been uh, immense uh, with the expectation of Sonny Bill Williams coming back this week. Uh, Noddy, uh, he hasn't played in our game for a long, long time. What can we realistically expect out of uh, the great Sonny Bill Williams?
1: Uh, Why can't we accept the man of the match performance? Uh, Obviously, he's a superstar player. The excitement of Sonny Bill Williams being named this week has got already that match, uh, the talking point of the round. Uh, It's a blockbuster match, two informed sides. Uh, And Sonny Bill Williams returns in in round 17, uh, which is going to be a huge boost for the Roosters. Um, He's 34 years of age, so age is no problem. We've got the Morris boys absolutely flying at age 34. Uh, Obviously, Cameron Smith is a couple of years older than that, so age won't be a problem for Sonny Bill. Um, He might be a little bit rusty, obviously, on the fact he hasn't played rugby league for a little while. I expect his fitness to be great. He's a well-trained professional uh, athlete. And the confidence that you would bring when you look around, and and they're already a star-studded side of the roof, So you look around that shed and you're going to get 25 minutes, 30 minutes from Sonny Bill-Williams that's going to be enough to get you super excited for this weekend's
0: clash. He'll need one hell of a performance to get man of the match with just 25 minutes of footy. <laughs> the pressure is on. He'll do uh, everything. <laughs> Robbie, in the lead-up to this match, I went through the stats. You only faced Sonny Bill four times, and the last time was back in 2008, so it's been it's a not while. He <laughs> so, yeah, You didn't wear any of his shots. Yeah. Um, but given he's now 35, how does Trent yeah. Robinson uh, use him over the next month leading into the finals?
2: Look, I, I think, as Noddy touched on there, I think it's going to be more quality... Uh, more so than quantity from Sonny. He doesn't have to come in and be the star playmaker, the star player in the side. You know, the, their star started right across the park. So I think they'll be looking for for short stints from Sonny. As you said, he's going to be a bit rusty. He'll probably be off the pace for a little bit. There's yeah, six years out of the game and a couple of rule changes. The game's obviously sped up a bit as well. So it's going to take him some time to, to get up to speed. But look, I think uh, you won't see much time from Sonny, but what you will see is quality. All right,
0: and of course, he didn't train. There was a bit of a scare
2: yesterday. He didn't train with the main
0: squad. Uh, he's still on his own program, but he'll um, no doubt join the group as they head towards Saturday night. All right, uh, Noddy, uh, the Raiders, they conceded 20 points in 40 minutes against the last-place Bulldogs. Is that a cause for concern leading into the most important game of their season with a top-four spot on the line?
1: Yeah, It's a concern that you can't start poor against the Roosters like you did against mm-hmm. the Dogs and expect to win the game. Um, yeah, you know, I think the forward battle is going to be amazing for the Canberra Raiders versus the Roosters. They're two very powerful forwards. Um, I would think Ricky Stewart will have his side up. Um, you can, I can understand sometimes when you go into a match and they've been flying the Raiders, they had to have a little bit of a lull, uh, and all of a sudden you come up against Canterbury who don't offer too much in attack, and you can just go into the game a little bit uh, underprepared or not mentally prepared. So I, I think they cop that, and I think they'll be much better this week, and you have to be better against the Roosters because if you're behind by 20, you probably get beat by 60.
0: Robbie, uh, the Roosters are a club that seem like they do milestones really well. One of your former Origin teammates, Josh Morris, joins uh, the elusive uh, or exclusive uh, 300 club. Um, They were upstaged, the Roosters, six weeks ago by the Raiders, but surely that will add extra motivation this week.
2: Yeah, obviously a big occasion for for Josh and the Roosters club. As you said, they'll they'll celebrate his milestone in the right way this weekend. And uh, for Josh's sake, hopefully they can get a win for him. But Josh has been an outstanding performer, uh, for I think the dragons, the dogs, the sharks, and now and now the roosters, and, and also at state and, and and international level as well. So and I've been fortunate enough to play a few of those games alongside Josh. He's uh yeah, he, he puts his body on the line every week. You know, he's, you, you know, in my opinion, still the best defensive centre in the game, and there's no one more deserving than than uh, Josh his milestone this weekend. And he said uh, yesterday
0: when I asked him, "Will you play 350?", he said, "No chance. <laughs> uh, next year will definitely be his last." All right, who will win the second instalment of the 2019 grand final rematch? The Roosters or the Raiders? Of course, that match is on Foxtel Sky New Zealand KO, and you can also catch it uh, on the NRL app using your Telstra Live Pass on Saturday night. All right, let's. Re- Rewind, let's go back to Thursday night footy, Uh, another blockbuster well, hopefully uh, for all the fans that tune in the Broncos against the Panthers Uh, there is some positive news coming out of Red Hill today which has been rare in 2020 Corey Oates has been named to return from the nasty uh, laceration he suffered against the West Tigers back in round 10. His return sees Richie Kenner shift to the other wing and Herbie Farmworth move into the centres. Payne Haas is a big in up front, uh, returning from a two-match ban, while Isaac Luke is back from a one-game suspension. Corey Pakes is on the bench, but Brody Croft isn't. The playmaker has been dropped to the reserves list. And a quick update on Davida Pangai Jr. yesterday. uh, He has survived the sack for now, but he's on his last warning. If he doesn't adhere to certain rules outlined in an agreement with the Broncos, he will be let go immediately. In the short term, though, he will be suspended for the rest of the season uh, by the Broncos and out of their bubble. All right, let's look at the Panthers. There are a couple of key ins uh, for the league leaders, and there could be one more. Viliami Kikau returns from a one-match ban while Kirk Capel is set to play his first match since round five after recovering from knee injury. Abby Korosau could be a late in as he pushes to return from an elbow injury. James Fisher-Harris is at lock while um, Isaiah Yeo is missing this week. After a head knock he suffered last week And Billy Burns misses out Robbie, they've got zero confidence They've been batted from pillar to post On field, off field There's a lot of talk about the Broncos at the moment We don't know who their coach is going to be next year But for Broncos fans who have uh, sit there every week And and watch their side get belted What's a realistic expectation from from them this week Against the league's best?
2: Uh, I think effort Just 80 minutes of effort I I don't think uh, at this stage of the season You can expect too much of, of them Other than to come out and you know, give give everything they got for 80 minutes. I think last week was quite disappointing, especially some of the the tries they conceded against the Roosters were quite soft. Um, so I think playing up there at Suncorp in front of their home crowd against the you know the, the minor premiers really, um, you know I think the fans up there will just ask for effort from this Broncos side. When we look at the opposition, uh, Noddy, the Panthers, uh, before this year, Jerome Luai
0: was the uh, flashy uh, sub off the bench, but what about his development this year? He's really established himself there alongside Nathan Cleary. How much has that led to the success of the Panthers?
1: You know, I, I certainly think the stability that the Penrith have had this year has been a huge part of their uh, improvement and the fact that they've been on such a winning streak. Obviously, uh, there very, are very little in- injuries to the club, so obviously, you know, Coruscant and and kick our mess last week, but they, they haven't had too many star players or key positional players in this huge amount of game. Nathan Cleary is probably in career-best form. It's five years into the competition for Nathan Cleary, so he's got full control of the reign, and, and Luai sort of has won that battle with Matt Burden to get the 5'8 position, and he's just a great runner. He's turned himself into a, a wonderful little short grubber down that left-foot short side. He himself is now up to 33 matches in his career, so he understands what the NRL football is all about, and, the rule change probably suits him a lot as well because he gets the ball when the defence is going backwards. He's, he's You know, you see here, some wonderful sidestepping pace and he's got skill to pass the ball. Um, and, and he's certainly a, a, a good fall for Nathan Cleary because he's not a dominant half. He's probably happy to sit back and wait and wait for that opportunity. So the one thing I'm thinking about Penrith, though, Penrith are on a, an enormous winning streak. and I'm curious to see what Robbie thinks. They, they play Brisbane this week, which we think they win. Parramatta next week is a, probably the only hard clash. Then they've got the Cowboys and the Dogs. So, do they need to lose a game, considering that's a little bit of a softish run leading into a semi-final? Can they just keep winning to win the Premiership full of confidence?
2: Yeah, I'm not a believer that you have to lose a game. Uh, you know, I think they're, they're moving along nicely. Obviously, they got the Broncos this week again. They'll, they'll be expected to win. I think the one thing is they won't have many tough games leading into the finals, which, which might be a concern, as you mentioned there. A lot of the sides they're playing outside of Parramatta are are bottom eight sides. So you want to test yourself against the best going into the big games in September. So uh, that might be a bit of a concern for for Ivan Cleary and the Panthers. All right, no concerns for the Panthers. They're absolutely flying at the moment. All right, let's turn our attention to Friday
0: night footy. Uh, The Knights against the Sharks. This game from 6pm at McDonald Jones Stadium. Adam O'Brien has resisted the urge to change his starting lineup to take on the Sharks. Unfortunately for Knights fans, Daniel Saifidi is still missing with a knee injury. Fellow big man Pasami Solo is sidelined again through suspension. He'll miss a week. Chris Randall is on the reserves list this week with Phoenix Crossland and Brody Jones back on the bench. Let's look at the Sharks. Josh Dugan and Jesse Ramian have both been named to play despite picking up knee and eye injuries, respectively. Brayden Trindle moves to 5'8 with Chad Townsend. A very welcome return at halfback with Sean Johnson still missing with a groin injury. Connor Tracy drops to the bench while Andrew Fafita is back on the reserves list despite returning from injury last week. Matt Moylan isn't in the 21 at all as he continues to battle uh, some form and hamstring issues. Now, there has been uh, an update today on Bronson Sherry. He has been issued with a notice of alleged anti-doping rule violations after his B sample came back positive. He was provisionally suspended from May 26 following the return of a positive A sample for four different illegal steroids. Now he has until next Tuesday uh, to decide whether he will fight uh, that a violation, or whether he pleads guilty or not. But he's facing a ban of up to four years. So that's uh, massive for Bronson Sherry. All right, let's look at the Knights. Uh, I'll tell you what, Adam O'Brien wasn't too happy after their latest loss. And it's the third time this year after the match that he's questioned his team's commitment and attitude.
1: We're not that team. We can't just turn up and hope that, you know, close to our best is going to be good enough. We're not there yet. We've got to work out what sort of team we want, want to be and what we want to get
2: out of this season because... M- feel like we think we're entitled to everything at the moment.
1: If we want to get something out of the season, then we need to make it happen, not expect it to happen. We're a classic example. You look too far ahead, you, you run into the car in front. That's us. You know, it's been us in, in numerous occasions. So at some stage, we need to take that lesson. It's, finals is, is irrelevant to us right now.
0: So that was the Knights coach after their loss to the Cowboys and the Bulldogs and the Warriors. Uh, plenty of truth in what he says, but the, the message clearly isn't getting through. So how concerning is that for Adam O'Brien?
2: Well, it's been the story of their season, really. I think they've only strung two wins together uh, only once this year or maybe twice this year. So you know, they've, had, they've gone win-loss, win-loss. So you know, he, they've struggled to find consistency this year. And he's probably right. I think semis are probably the furthest thing. From their mind at the moment, they've got their injury concerns as well. So uh, it's a massive game this week. When you look at the position of the Knights and the Sharks on the ladder, the winner of this side will really cement themselves in the top, almost guarantee themselves a top eight spot, whereas the loser really drags himself back into that that fight for eighth position. So back at home this week, um, I'm sure Adam O'Brien's going to want a reaction out of his side after their performance against the Warriors last weekend.
0: Not even if they won two of those three games, you're talking top four, not top eight. How can they turn it around... Really quickly, like overnight, which they have to this week.
1: Yeah, well, they've just got to probably try and win ugly, as, as Robbie said, in some regards. Um, yeah, whoever loses this match goes back into the challenge with the Warriors because the Warriors maybe keep expecting to win and then the, the top eight position is not guaranteed. So uh, Adam O'Brien has asked. Every time he's asked and they've sort of responded, but um, they're not really a side also that blows you away by too much. You know, Mitchell Pierce is a very structured player. Uh, they don't offer too much second-phase football. Um, it obviously depends on how good Caleb Plonga plays week in, week out, which is where where their attack comes from. So Newcastle uh, need to win and are desperate to win. Uh, Their fans like it if they just come up and have a crack. So that's the first thing that Adam O'Brien will expect his team to do, will be have a a good dig on Friday. night. The Sharks, who welcome back Chad Townsend, are also coming off a victory. Um, They want to improve their defence, I would think, leading into the semi-final race as well. So it's a pretty interesting match, this one.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know... Adam O'Brien wanted a reaction in defence. I think early in the year they really had that steel in the defensive line and lately that's been missing. And um, you know, They're in a similar situation to the to the Raiders whereas they had so many injuries and the Raiders learned how to win win ugly without their star players and, and the Knights are in a similar position. They've, they've lost key players in the 9 and in the 6 jersey. I think they need to go back to that grit in defence this week to get that win against the Sharks.
0: Alright, what about the Sharks, uh, Noddy? Brayden Trindle was great last week alongside Connor Tracy. Surely he'll benefit uh, having a senior head in Chad Townsend alongside him this week.
1: Yeah, well, he was certainly very, very good uh, last week. His kicking game was first class, he took the line, and actually, in, in attack, he squared the defensive line up quite a lot and created a lot of the overst- over, over... Um, Number outnumbered for the for the sharks. Chad Townsend comes back, hasn't played for a number of weeks. Um, he's you know game manager, steer him around. Uh, there's probably a bit of competition now in the halves, which is a good thing for John Morris to have to worry about. You know, there's quality halves now across the park. If there's some injuries, uh, he tackled very well, Trendle, um, And all of a sudden, you've got another side that's, that you think at the moment it needs to win because they need to guarantee their top eight. Um, they're certainly, I think, they're third in attack for point scored but defence is the biggest deficiency for the sharks. So you've got both sides going in the Friday needing to defend you know defend the house down and it's gonna be a really good clash.
0: Yeah, and how's this for a clash? The late game on Friday. We've got the Rabbitohs against the Melbourne Storm who continued their role against Manly uh, on the weekend. Friday, 7.55 from ANZ Stadium. Unfortunately, we won't see Latrell Mitchell's name on another team sheet this year due to a nasty hamstring injury. He suffered against the Eels. But the good news is Alex Johnston has been named to return after missing last week. Dane Gagai is also set to come back from the hammy issue, replacing Stephen Masters in the centres. Adam Reynolds has been in great touch of late and will hopefully continue it in his 200th NRL match this Friday. Let's look at the storm. Marion Seve's unfortunate season ending ACL injury opens the door for Isaac Lumi Lumi uh, to remain in Melbourne's starting side. Brenko Lee is back in the centres while winger Josh Adokar will play his 100th NRL match. Chris Lewis could start for the first time in his NRL career if Kenny Bromwich doesn't return from a calf issue. Tino Fasua Ma'alawi is at lock replacing Nelson Asifa Solomona, who could miss a couple of weeks with a calf problem of his own. Interestingly, the Storm have gone with two utilities on the bench with Riley Jacks returning to the 17, even though Nico Hines has been retained. Uh, A big blow for the Rabbitohs uh, last Thursday night. Latrell Mitchell, he's going to be sidelined for four to five months, so we won't see him until next year. Noddy, how much do the Bunnies have to change their attacking style without their star fullback in the lineup?
1: Yeah, oh, they'll have to certainly adjust, yeah. They'll have to come up with some points and some different options. Uh, Latrell Mitchell in the last four to six weeks has been on fire, and I think that's the reason why like, South Sydney have been going so well. Uh, it was disappointing, so shattering to see him stretch that hands three in such a, a weird manner last week with his own player coming on top of him. But, you know, Cody Walker has been in, in super form. Uh, Adam Reynolds has been really dominant. South Sydney's forward pack has been terrific the last six to eight weeks. Um, so I think they're going to have to rely on their forwards winning the battles. Um, Damien Cooks for getting out of dummy half. So it's a huge play, especially when you want your best players on the park at, at this time of the year. This is when you want to be, you know, star started in your roster and, and the troll is going great. They'll, they'll have to adjust. We saw the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters are sides that play with those systems. Um, so the next player comes in, not quite as good as the player you lose, but you know, they, they, they tend to play the same style and system even though they, they lose their star player rather than just changing you know, coming up with a whole new playbook.
0: Well, the star player that's come in is Alex Johnson. He's been named at fullback, but will he play there? Here's what Adam Reynolds had to say about who will play fullback for the Bunnies this week.
1: Corey's filled in. He's done a great job on the weekend. And, um, you know, we know what he's done in the past. He's been great for us and he hasn't let us down. So um, we'll we'll work nicely with him and obviously get him a bit of opportunity and um, no doubt you'll see uh, the social loafer in action.
0: So, if you missed it at the start there, he said Corey will be playing mm. fullback. Is, is Corey Allen the best option for the Bunnies at fullback, given how good a finisher Alex Johnson is on the wing?
2: Yeah, look, AJ's played there before, a lot of football there too, and he's got the combination with the halves as well. So, look, I'm not sure if. Uh, uh, Renault's throwing a bit of a curveball there, but, look, they've got the ability to chop and change through the game as well. Obviously, both guys can play wing and, and both can play fullback, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them interchanging throughout the 80 minutes.
0: So, hang on, you're telling me the South Sydney skipper has learned a lesson or two off the great uh, mastermind in like Wayne father like,
2: like father, like son.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. Well, we'll have to wait and see on Friday night who lines up where. One thing we know is that Cameron Smith will line up for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he'd been through so much in recent weeks relentless talk about whether he will resign really with Melbourne, whether he'll retire, will he become a Titan, will he become a Bronco. He comes back from a shoulder injury at 37 and doesn't miss a beat. Are you surprised at all?
2: No, not really. You know, he's done it for so long and obviously he's the ultimate professional. So, uh, you yeah, know, he, he just. Slotted, slotted back in seamlessly on the weekend and um, you know, really controlled that game from the ruck and obviously Melbourne put in a dominant performance against uh, from, against Manley. So yeah he'll be feeling a lot fresher too after the, the few weeks off. It's obviously a, a been a different season this year without the bye weeks and, and things like that so uh, the, I think the, the couple of weeks off throughout the injury, because of the injury, will actually do him good in the long run. So he could be primed for finals footy? I think so. I think it's just that couple of weeks rest will freshen him up and as I said, now, now we can really focus on the, you know, the last you know, six to eight weeks of the season and have a red-hot crack in what could be his final year. We don't know yet. Oh, surely not. He's too good.
0: I don't know why they're talking about retirement with Cam Smith at the moment. One player that's been really impressive for Melbourne, Noddy, has been Justin Ollum. Six tries in his last four games. He's the latest in the Craig Bellamy production line. How important is it for Melbourne to unearth these players each season when they continually push for a finals berth and potentially a premiership?
1: Well, yeah, you talk about, you know, you're playing with one of the best players the game has ever had, in Cameron Smith, so that certainly helps you come in and do your or be a part of the team. Um, Craig Bellamy has continually found that all these unearthed stars, um, turned them into really high quality first grade players. They make minimal mistakes, they all know their job, they defend their house down. Uh, you talk about, you know, Olam here, we, we're talking about how great he's gone, six tries in his high school matches. And then you've got Branko Lee's doing a quality job, Lumi and Lumi, Nicole Hines, Pappenhausen, um, some of the names from this season. And he's done it continuously. So that's how, you know, they, they get the best out of their player and sometimes they get their players get bought because they get better offers to go to other clubs. Uh, and then obviously Craig Bellamy's then got to start again. So uh, he does a wonderful job at it. Uh, brings him in and does a high quality of players and buy into everything that Craig Bellamy is selling as well. So, um, yeah, he's a... He's a, he's a He's a beast, isn't he? I wouldn't want
0: to be in front of him. He's coming straight at me. Yep, no no way. I'd be shutting the eyes and going the other direction, that's for sure. Or he'll send me the other way, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's look at their first game for Saturday afternoon footy. We've got the Bulldogs against the Titans at ANZ Stadium. Uh, The home side, Steve Georgialis has named an unchanged starting 13 with two changes on his bench. Jake Abarillo and Luke Thompson return after being rested last week with Dean Britt and Sione Katoa making way let's look at the Titans uh of course, we've got uh, Milwaukee forawaker uh, returning via the bench after suspension uh, last week. Sam Lassone could face a week suspension as well if he fails at the judiciary tonight. The big news, I guess, there could be uh, the return of Jai Arrow. We thought his season could have been over a couple of weeks ago, but he's avoided surgery and could be back. Noddy, the Bulldogs have made it clear that Kieran Foran isn't part of their plans for 2021. Uh, if you're another club... Uh, is it a, Do you want Kieran Foran at your club next year? Is it too much of a risk offering him a deal beyond 2021?
1: No, I don't think so. Again, we talk about Benji Marshall. What does Benji Marshall bring to some of the clubs that are lacking in the halves? Well, they get game experience. Um, they know how to handle the situation. Um, both Kieran Foran and Benji Marshall would be great to go in with a couple of young halves and just tell them how to manage a game, what are the indicators to look for, when you sort of pull the trigger, when you kick through the corners and when you become nice and patient and then preparation into a game. So I think both those players offer a lot. And you're right, obviously, with uh, Blake Green now signed that one-year deal to go back to Canterbury. Um, Kieran Foran was offered a, a deal a few weeks ago, which obviously didn't accept the rate that they wanted to pay him. And um, maybe there's an opportunity for him to go somewhere else. Because I think, I think age doesn't seem to be such a big number anymore as like it was you know, 10 years ago or five years ago. You got to sort of 32, and you your papers were torn up because you were too old. Where, where now I think if you're... Your body can handle it, and you look and you can be experienced and help someone else. I think Kieran Foran would be a great buy for a senior, for as a senior player to a rookie kid.
0: From one uh, player that has an uncertain future, Robbie, to one who has one of the most exciting futures in the game, AJ Brimson. He was out of the game for almost eleven months with back issues. How well has he, or how impressive has his return been?
2: He's been so impressive, and he's really added to this tight end side. I think, uh, you know, the form of the side's really, you know, it's it's. Transpired when he's come back into the team in the one jersey. And he's just hes super quick. He, he's got a great football sense about him. He's got great anticipation. You see him supporting up the middle here. Uh, set up a couple of tries against the Dragons. Um, you know, I just think he's an outstanding prospect. And I think his game's going to go to the next level next year when he's got some really strong forwards that he can support up through the middle of the park.
0: And he, as you said there, he's always... Um I suppose, impressing when he when he breaks the, the defensive line and on the Maroons emerging um, squad list as well. All right, let's uh, move forward to the late game. Oh, the sorry, the second game on Saturday. We've already discussed the, the late game. Uh, the Sea Eagles against the West Tigers from 5:30 p.m. at Lotto Land. With Ruben Garrick's season seemingly over with a shoulder injury, Abbas Miski comes onto the wing for the Sea Eagles. There's no Joel Thompson, so Jack Gajewski slots in the back row, uh, while Corey Woodell returns to the bench. There could be an NRL debut for the highly-touted youngster Josh Schuster. He's been named in Jersey 18. And it will be a special night for Danny Levi, who will play his 100th NRL match. Milestones galore uh, this weekend. Michael Maguire threatened to make changes, but he hasn't made many by his standards. Moses M. starts at fullback, having switched places with Adam Dewey against the Panthers. AJ Kapoa is on one wing for Tommy Talao. Josh Alia is back this week after his partner gave birth to a baby boy last week. Congratulations to Josh. Uh, and his return sees Matt Eisenhoof... Uh, drop back to the bench. Robbie, uh, you tipped Manly to be your premiers this year. We didn't know that Tommy Turbo would go down and and all the other injuries, Dylan Walker as well. They won't win the comp, they won't play finals footy. So what does Professor Desmond Hasler have to hook up over the last month to salvage something from this season?
2: Yeah, I think it comes back to their defence. We've spoken about it for a couple of weeks now with the Manly side. And when you look at their last five games... 30 points conceded last week, 56, 26, 26, 42. Average of 36 points in the last five games. And that's very uncanny of a Des Hasler coach side. And look, I think for them to finish a year strongly, um, it's going to come back to their D and and their attitude and defence. And um, that's that's really quite poor. 36 points uh, on average in the NRL is just not good enough. All right, a bit of soul-searching for manly men. And same at Concord at the moment. The West
0: Tigers nodded this talk out of Tigertown that the players are getting frustrated with Mark Maguire's uh, communication, the way he does things. But he's only contracted until the end of next year. It looks like their rebuild is going to take longer than 12 months. How important is it for the club to stick by their coach if they believe he is the man uh, to rebuild the club and, uh, and lead them to a brighter future?
1: Yeah, well, they certainly went out and sought Michael Maguire. They feel like he's a, he well, he has been a premiership-winning coach. He, he certainly had some great success at South Sydney. And then um, it's important that the board and the, and all the hierarchy, at the West Tigers, stay patient with Michael Maguire. You've gone out and invested in him. If you let him go two years and then you go and search for a new coach, then you go through this whole process again because the coach gets a team he doesn't want to coach. or not doesn't want to coach, but plays. He doesn't think are part of his team. Then here, just to salary recap, then you just keep chasing your tail. So um obviously michael Maguire. There, there has to be some tough decisions made for the west tigers they are a club that has to go for uh, about a 50 percent rebuild um they're going to have a lot of salary cap money over the next 18 months to two years that the decisions they make will have to be very very important and and, and then you talk about um, attitude and culture well michael Maguire, i feel like he's going to bring him in and make him a tougher uh football club uh more resilient football club and he's trying to get more consistency so they certainly have to stand by him and it's got to be a, you know, that three to five-year cycle. If he's not successful after five years, then that make that pretty big decision. But I think they've got to be pretty firm and, and stay strong with him.
0: Robbie, do you see it... Uh, I know it's tough for you to comment on and the Tigers have been in the headlines the last couple of weeks, but do you see it as potentially
2: short-term um, pain for long-term gain with the Tigers? Um, I think so. I think, you know, speaking about Michael Maguire there, I think obviously he inherited her a side and a lot of salary cap issues at the club and things like that. So... Look, I think um, yeah, he does need some time and um, the disappointing thing for me at the moment is the stuff coming out in the papers and, and the leaks and that's obviously coming from within the playing group or within somebody involved in the club and you know, that's, that's never what you want. You know, if, if there's something happening, you keep it behind closed doors and you sort it out but you know, with journos coming up with these stories and it just seems to happen when obviously you've lost a few games and um, you know, things like that. So that's, that for me, that's a disappointing thing at the moment and look... Um, It's going to be an interesting off-season. Obviously, it's been another failure of a season for the Tigers. doesn't look like they're going to play semi-finals. So, it's a big off-season and pre-season coming up in terms of uh, recruitment and how they shape the side for next year. All right. It's also going to be a big back end of this
0: year before we get to the off-season for the Warriors as they mount the charge towards uh, October. I'd normally say September, but we're already there, guys. Uh, The Warriors take on the Eels on Sunday on the Central Coast. Jared Beale plays his first NRL match since Round 8. He's in for George Jennings who agreed not to play against Parramatta, the club that has loaned him to the Warriors. The same goes for Daniel Alvaro. Eli Cartora is missing so Jack Murchie is recalled to the starting side to play on the left edge. Josh Curran and Isaiah Papalihi are fresh faces on the bench. You might notice the Warriors only have 20 players named this week. Why? Well, sadly... That's all they have fit and available. Let's look at the Eels. Dylan Brown won't be seen on a Parramatta team sheet again this season after undergoing ankle surgery. Brad Arthur has again called upon Jay Field to fill in the shoes uh, in the halves. He filled Mitch Moses' shoes for three games earlier this year. Elsewhere, Morada near Corray returns from suspension, replacing Andrew Davey on the bench. Robbie? If the Warriors beat the Eels this weekend with the Sharks, Raiders and Manly in their run home, are they genuine top eight contenders?
2: I think they are. I, I, like, it's crazy to think about it. And as we said last week, Toddy Payton's done an outstanding job over there since he's taken over. And oh, I think they're a big chance against the Eels this week. I'll, I'll fire my shot early here and this will be my bold prediction for the week. I think the Warriors will upset the Eels. The Eels are in a bit of a form slump and the Warriors are full of confidence. Um... So, yeah, why not? Dare to dream. I think it's a, it's a, it'll be an amazing story if they can, especially with all the hurdles they face this year. And, Noddy, if they do play uh, finals footy, where do
0: you think it will rank in the rugby league fairy tales?
1: Well, it'll be enormous. To, you know, all the dramas and trouble and, and sacrifices that the Warriors players have made, um, the relocation and no family to be quarantined, to be living out of the Central Coast... And this is what we've always wanted from the Warriors, and we thought we always we could expect, is some consistency. So they've won four out of the last four five games. And I'm like, Robbie, that was going to be my headline as well. I actually think they cause an upset against Parramatta this weekend and put more pain in the Parramatta, how great they're going. So it'll be enormous that Todd Payton will get them to the semifinals. But I suppose the disappointing part there is it seems like he's, he knows how to find the triggers in these players and the reaction from these players. and. We know he's not going to be a part of that club next year. So they've got to then start again under Nathan Brown. So the Cinderella story can continue, Zach, can't we, for 2020?
0: What about for the Eels, though? Uh, obviously, no Dylan Brown for the rest of the season. Yeah. We spoke about the pressure on Mitch Moses. How much more pressure is on his shoulders now to reignite their attack?
1: Well, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Parramatta now. We're just thinking they're pretenders from what they started the season in. Uh, obviously, they broke that record. with the, Their defence was in order. Uh, their attack was flying. They've certainly come way off the ball. Uh, Dylan Brown... Uh, Obviously, he's a great runner and a lot of the trials were coming down that left edge for Parramatta now that he's out. um, I think it's time for Mitchell Moses to put his stamp back on the game and be very, very selfish. Um, He's he's got to control the game. His kicking game is going to be first class, as we saw from Cameron Smith last weekend. Uh, You can build pressure through a kicking game. Um, They need to find a way of winning Parramatta because I think the more... The more that you start losing at this time of year, the more start doubt creeps in, the more the fact that you, you're not genuine contenders puts you under enormous pressure. And that, that can force you to try too hard and come up with too many errors. So they're in a huge hole, Parramatta, and I think it's the seven that can dig them out of the hole.
0: Robbie, it looks like most critics are putting the red pen through the Eels at the moment. Is there anything that you've seen in recent weeks that gives you belief that there is still some hope for, for the Eels and their fans out there?
2: Yeah, well it's, it's dwindling quite quickly, to be honest. I think, obviously, they their form from early in the rear. The year's gone. Uh, defensively, I thought some of the tries South scored last week, they scored with a lot of ease, especially down Parramatta's right edge defence there. I, I thought they really had some troubles there. Um, yeah, with the defensive line. And now with Dylan Brown, who I think for them, for them has been their best half this year. I think Dylan Brown's really come of age and he's been their biggest threat in the halves. And as we spoke about last week, Mitch Moses has really struggled, especially... Uh, with his you know, creativity and try assists this year's way down. Uh, so for, for now, I think the pressure's on Mitch Moses to, to really uh, spark up their attack and it's going to be a big ask you know, losing Dylan Brown for the whole season.
0: Alright, one more game to get through in round 17. It's the Cowboys hosting the Dragons. Sunday 6.30pm, the late game again at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Josh Hanna has been forced to make a few changes while he's made a couple of calls of his own this week. Valentine Holmes returns to fullback with Scott Drinkwater returning to 5.8. He forms a brand new halves pairing alongside Jake Clifford with Michael Morgan likely to miss the rest of the year with a calf injury and Dejan assi uh, dropped Dejan assi rather to the bench. Uh, Isan Masters has been record for his first NRL match since round 10. He's in the centres while Hamaso tabuai Fido is back on the wing after overcoming his hamstring issue Gavin Cooper returns in the back row with Cohen Hess accepting a one-match ban for a crusher tackle. It looks like Jake Granville and Ben Hampton will miss out this week. Let's look at the Dragons. Dean Young has made one unforced change uh, despite the Dragons' extremely disappointing loss to the Titans. Tyrell Fui returns from suspension, replacing Trent Merrin on the bench. Billy Britton will need to pass his HI protocols this week after lasting just four minutes uh, before suffering a head knock against the Titans. And Ben Hunt will bring up uh, game 250 in a big match. No doubt he'll be up for against the uh, Cowboys. All right, in the next 24 hours, it appears as if Todd Payton will be unveiled as the Cowboys head coach for 2021 and beyond. Robbie, you played won a premiership uh, alongside him. Uh, why is he the right man for the job?
2: Yeah, I got asked about this yesterday and I think it's a combination of he, he's, he's got such a smart footy brain. Uh, his football knowledge is outstanding. Everyone always spoke about him being a, a halfback in a front row's body when he when he played. And um, yeah, he's, he's got great people skills, great communication, and he's got a really real calm persona. I think the way he delivers his message really calm. And the thing I've really liked about toddy has been quite refreshing since he's taken over the Warriors' job. Is he's just he's real honest and almost blunt in the way. He, uh he's been in um you know post match press conferences and uh, as a player i think it's quite refreshing and you respect that and i think it's um yeah it's great to see i think he, he was always a first grade coach in the making and sounds like he's got the opportunity up there with the cowboys so uh well done to toddy and i wish him all the best i wonder how long it'll take to get that
0: whipped out of him though cuz the coaches then start hiding things closer to their chest. I'll
2: tell you the one thing that he's got in his favour. He's got no hair already, so he won't oh. lose his hair. He won't lose his hair as a first-grade coach. So a, he's a, starting from your front.
0: A, a sledge. The Cowboys, though, <laughs> they have struggled in life after Jonathan Thurston. Uh, they've really struggled this year, Noddy. They've lost nine straight matches. What is Todd Payton uh, walking into when he takes over the club?
1: Yeah, well, obviously, he'll expect them to make the semi-final because I think that was part of the reasons they were being so... Uh, so much depth in their in their research for the coaches. They want to be a semi-final side and probably a premiership winning side, the Cowboys. But um, the fact that they've missed the finals the last couple of seasons, the fact that they've gone horrendous the end of this year shows that they made the right decision in moving Paul Green on. Probably the expectations aren't overly high um, for him to make the semi-finals. It is to build a roster. Um, obviously, they've had key injuries um, to to the, some stars for all of the seasons. So certainly he's got to get... Um, that side of it, right, I, I think the travel would be extremely hard for the Cowboys in this COVID season of 2020, travelling day of the game. Who they've got to travel the furthest. So hopefully that's not a part of something Todd Payton's got to have a part of next year. But I think there's a, I still think there's a few clubs that are they're on that rebuilding and, and a bit of a process. And I suppose the Cowboys are going through a little bit of that. They'll, They'll need to top up their roster by a couple of players as well and, and Todd Payton getting to make that decision.
0: Speaking of rebuilds, there's reports today, uh, Robbie, in the papers that the Dragons have drawn up a hit list of up to 30 players. Realistically, how far or how many pieces of the way are they away from the puzzle of competing again in the top eight, say, next year or the year after?
2: Yeah, obviously, that's going to be up to the new coach that comes in. They still haven't um, decided on on who the coach will be next year and you look at that side, they've still got quality across the park. Obviously, they lose... Uh, Tyson Frizzell next year who's a leader for them a representative player so you'll be looking at someone to come in and and fill his big shoes as well so again similar situation yeah, to the Cowboys and a bit of a rebuilding phase with a new coach coming in, and um, a yeah, big big preseason for those sides as we spoke about with the Tigers as well.
0: All right, we'll make sure you tune into all matches in round 17 across the weekend via our broadcast partners Nine, Foxtel, Sky New Zealand, our streaming partner Ko, and using the NRL app uh, via the Telstra Live Pass. All right, this has just dropped uh, literally across our desk here at uh, on NRL Teams. Uh, a fresh update from the West Tigers regarding Benji Marshall's future. Uh, Justin Pascoe, their CEO, says the reality of our roster management is that he will not be with the West Tigers next year. That's confirmation from the club. Decisions around our playing roster are incredibly difficult ones to make, and this decision is not made lightly with the absolute respect this club has for Benji Marshall. While difficult, however, it is a decision that has been made as part of our constant roster management responsibilities in order to ensure clarity and certainty for our organisation moving forward. Jens, it's a sad day.
2: It is. Yeah, it is. Obviously, being a part of yeah, the Tigers, uh, Benji's a massive part of that, massive part of my career as well. So, um, yeah, again, um, disappointing situation. I'm not sure what Benji's thinking, whether he does have the ambition to go on and play for another club. You know, as I spoke about earlier, uh, I'd like to see him finish his career in the black and gold colours of the Tigers, but... Uh, Yeah, it looks like if if Benji wants to play on, then it's going to be at another club next year, which for me is quite disappointing.
0: Noddy, just quickly, you mentioned earlier in the show, Chris Lawrence has already um, said that he wants to retire. He had 250 games worth of experience. Benji's got over 300. If Benji walks away, which he will from the Tigers, whether he plays on elsewhere or not, how do they fill that void of leadership with a club that is desperate of leadership? They lost Robbie last year, had 300 games of play um, and an experience.
1: Well, unfortunately, sometimes this is what happens. You know, senior players who are your most dominant players and club legends and, and most experienced players, sometimes age and business decisions gets made, which is a tough world. Um, they certainly have to get their recruitment right because we already know there's some other issues with their salary cap at the West Tigers. Um, I agree. I, I would hate to see Benji Marshall leave the club and go and play for another club. I'd rather him go to England in some regards and come back uh, and then be a worker at the West Tigers. I think he would be. his, his ability to manage a game is the excitement it comes. He, if you could shop him around to all your sponsors and be a part of Benji Marshall as a coaching staff member, um, he could run you know, sort of a halves academy or bring in some of the best halves in the country to play for the West Tigers. That then would help their recruitment as well. So I think he'd be a big part of their future. Um, it just depends whether Benji wants to play again next year or whether there's an opportunity for him to do that.
0: There's no way if Benji Marshall, Robbie Farah, and Chris Lawrence walked into some potential West Tigers sponsors, they wouldn't say no. (laughs)
2: Well, uh, yeah, well... Anyway, we'll leave leave that
0: there. (laughs) Time for your predictions uh,
2: for round, what, 17, is it, Robbie? Yeah, well, I mentioned it earlier. My my prediction this week is uh, the Warriors to continue their charge towards the finals and upset Parramatta. Okay. and Noddy?
1: I agree with Robbie, but we'll just just add one to it because we like to get things wrong and just throw big darts everywhere zach lomax will score a double this weekend as well in the last game on sunday night
0: so the doubles didn't work for you last week but you're confident they will this week keep throwing them zach you're going to win eventually okay well at least i won't have any knives thrown in my back this week because you're in your own corner <laughs> uh, inside the nrl is back next monday from 5pm there will no doubt be plenty to talk about uh given sonny bill williams return to the nrl against the raiders join katie brown jamie Soward, and michael chamis Um, And you can find uh, yesterday's uh, episode uh, with George Williams on NRL TV. Now, before um, I let you go, uh, Robbie, uh, of course, well, you're not a father yet, but it is Father's Day this week. And Chemist Warehouse is the house of fragrance uh, this uh, Father's Day. So uh, for SW23, Shane Warns new aftershave. So you can take uh, one of those home Mm. with you. That's a gift from NRL teams. Uh, Noddy, we had one here for you. Uh, We've got a box, but uh, my sources tell me that you're actually one of the official models for this and you've been campaigning out in the streets uh, using the SW23.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have, Zach. You know, I I told you that last week when I walked in, just have a little smell.
0: (laughs) Can you please run us through this?
1: Oh, you're a good (laughs) stitch-up. I knew this would have happened when I wasn't there. Gosh. Well, this quite is me good. putting on the S23. Uh, three words I had to come up with. Um, what did I come up with? Confident. Obviously Shane Warren's super confident. It was a bit fruity and Ooh. fresh. So, uh, What do you think? How's my
0: role-playing going? Great analysis. Uh, not as good as the role-playing, though. That is, uh, yeah... Sensational stuff. Look at that. Oh selling my it to me, my skills. <laughs> yeah, Dead said selling selling it to me. What were your three words for it?
2: Oh, I did, it's the first time I snelled it, actually it's quite nice, so I might give it a try this weekend. As you said, I'm not a father yet, but i I might be. I might might get a start if I'm uh, wearing this on the weekend. Hey, so might might my, father Next on Father's oh, no, Day. Next Father's Day. <laughs> on that note, I reckon it's, oh, again, it's start, Can I say that? It's time to wrap things up here. Uh, Noddy,
0: uh, thanks for joining us from home. Hopefully you'll be back here uh, next week. Enjoy the footy uh, this weekend. Robbie,
2: enjoy your weekend. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to all the fathers
0: out there. Yeah, well played. And, um, and my dad too. So. And, of course, this weekend is a big uh, weekend, the return of Sonny Bill Williams. Uh, let's look back at the rivalry between the Raiders and Roosters.
2: I was pretty confident that we were going to go on and win this match because they, uh, they poked the bear. No,
0: it's oh, an elbow.
1: It's reacted to being whacked by crot.
0: You're in a tackle. You're going to get some bits here
1: or there. That's why. Straight
2: through a hole. No one wanted
1: a tackle. Big papa. That is outstanding football. That's almost unstoppable attack. Oh, Well, that is a monumental win